Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. Revelation chapter 4. I'm going to read a few scriptures from Revelation chapter 4. And I'll begin reading with verse 4. Around the throne there were 24 thrones. And the thrones, and on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting clothed in white robes and they had crowns of gold on their heads and from the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices and seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne which are the seven spirits of God before the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal and in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and in back now notice verse 7 The first, everybody say living creature, was like a lion. The second living creature was like a calf, or the original says an ox. The third living creature had a face like a man. The fourth living creature was a flying eagle. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes round and within And they do not rest day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who is, who was and is and is to come. Keep reading just a little bit more than normal, but these are beautiful. This is, how many of you have got loved ones in heaven? Let me see your hand. They're, They're standing on that crystal sea right now. Seeing what I'm trying to describe to you through the text. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to Him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before Him who sits on the throne and worship Him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for You you created all things, and by You, Will they exist and were created? Isn't that beautiful? Notice in verse 7, there are four different faces of worship. Four different faces of worship that represent four different seasons of worship. Four different postures of worship that you will need to take at some portion of your life. And I want to talk about that for just a few moments. I watched this past week in a little trepidation as the United States launched missiles into Syria to deal with a brutal, brutal dictator dictator who is gassing and chemically attacking his own people. And I I think we ought to pause and just say, thank God for our military. Thank God for our men and women who do such amazing things, such amazing work, such dangerous work. But one of the pictures on the news that I saw was a warship out in the Mediterranean, and it was releasing those rockets that were hitting those chemical weapons plants in Syria 
And you would see those warships as those missiles would launch right off of the deck. And it was really amazing. I thought about how that we use in the physical battle that, that we fight warships. But in the spiritual battle, that is not with flesh and blood that you and I fight. There is a devil. There are demons. We don't use warships. We, need, we use worship. Worship. The thing that launches the spiritual attack against the enemy is what we were just doing so powerfully. It's like our warship. Our worship is our warship from which we launch attack against the enemy. I want you to understand that God inhabits, according to Psalms, God inhabits the praises of His people. The word inhabits means He dwells there. In the Japanese Bible, because of the Orient culture, they say, they, they, they use the word instead of inhabit as He is enthroned upon the praises of His people. Because their emperors back in the day, they had emperors that they carried thrones on their, so, their shoulders and the emperor would sit on that throne as they carried it around. And so when they translate, our God inhabits the praises, their Bible, the Japanese Bible says... When you praise the Lord, you create a seat and God comes down and sits in it. Would you like to take God to work tomorrow? Would you like to take God into that meeting? Would you like to take God into your family, into the hospital appointment that you've got? Would you like, he said, create a seat for me of worship and I'll come down and sit in it. Praise is the address of God. Praise is always the address of God. Whether the rain is falling or the sun is shining, whether you're on the mountain or you're in the valley, the address of God is... Uh, what, what's, this, what's the address of this building? 2777... That's good. 2777 McGraw and Jamboree. Do you know what God's address? That's, that's Free Chapel's address. 27... Am I doing it right? 2777... That's an easy one. God must be here. 777, 2777, McGraw and Jamboree. If you want to find free chapel, that's where it'll always be. That, come on, I'm rapping right now. But you want to know what God's address is? P-R-A-I-S-E. Whether you're on the mountain or you're in the valley, no matter what's going on in your life, praise is God's address. Let's go there right now. Take a praise break and give him praise. He's been too good to you to be quiet. I'm, I'm going, I'm going. In, uh, in Acts chapter 17, there's this amazing story. Paul goes to Athens in Greece and they have all kinds of statues that they're worshiping. And then they had one statue that was dedicated to the unknown God. And he uses that one and he says, I, you know about all these Greek gods, but I want to tell you about the unknown God. Listen to what he says. He says, he says in verse 34, he said, therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing him, I proclaim to you. The King James says, the one whom you worship ignorantly. And he wasn't saying it like a put down. He was saying, you're worshiping this statue and you don't, you don't, you're doing it out of ignorance. You, you, you have, listen to this, you have the emotion of worship, but you don't have the education of worship. 
A lot of people get into the emotion of worship, but they don't know what they're worshiping, who they're worshiping, why they're worshiping, and when they ought to worship. But I tell you what's powerful is when you get the emotion of worship with the education of worship. And he said, I want to tell you who to worship, how to worship, and when to worship, the reason to worship. And he began to tell them about the unknown God and how to worship him. In Psalms 47, in one, in one, it says, clap your hands, all you people, and shout unto God with the voice of triumph. In Psalms 149, in verse 3, it says, praise him in the dance. That's what they were doing on that song, you know, where they were, it's one place where it just basically breaks down, break out, and, and everybody just went kind of crazy. And some of you think we're entertaining. We're not entertaining, we're doing what the Bible said. Psalms 150, you ought to read it sometime. I don't have time to read it, but it says praise Him with everything. Praise Him with the cymbals. Praise Him with the stringed instruments. Praise Him with the harp and the, and, and the, and the keyboards. Praise Him with the drums. Praise Him with everything. Then he, then he really sums it up. And he says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. I mean, you don't even have to have good breath to praise the Lord. You, 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 you may have beer breath. You may have cigarette breath. You may have, oh, come on. You may have cussing breath. You, you might've cussed somebody out in the parking lot, but God said, come in here and praise me even before I deliver you, even before I set you free, even before everything is fixed in your life. If you've got breath, you're supposed to praise him. Don't let the enemy put you on a guilt trip and say, you're not good enough to God will take any kind of breath that he can get and you may not be where you ought to be but if you start praising God praise will begin to set your soul free everybody take a praise break and give God a mighty shout of praise see I like it I like it because Psalms 149 said for the Lord takes pleasure in the praise of his saints let the saints be joyful let the high praises of God be in their mouth I'm worshiping in my spirit. No, in your mouth. Praise, the word praise is found 246 times in the Bible. The word worship 109 times for a total of 355 times. That's how many days are on the Jewish calendar. 355 days. God is surrounded by an angelic host in heaven. And they were created for one purpose, to worship Him. But God, when He created man, gave us the choice. We don't have to worship if we don't want to. And God said, I'll let man choose wrongly so I can enjoy the blessing of some who choose wisely. I'll give you the choice to worship things, to worship stuff, to worship money, to worship success, to worship career, or you can worship me. And some will choose wrong, but some will choose right. And I get so much pleasure out of those who choose right, I'll let others choose wrong. I choose to worship God. We could be at the beach this morning showing off our beautiful bodies. But I choose, thank God, I choose to worship God. I choose to be in church this Sunday morning because God has been so good to me. 
in down south, we say it like this, so stinking good. I mean, I mean, I'm living a dream life. Look at the car you're driving. Look at the way you're living. Look at how good God's taken care of you. I choose to honor him today and worship him. I like the fact that the Bible said John was in the spirit. If, you, if I would have backed up in that chapter, he, he was going through some things and the Bible said, and John was in the Spirit and he heard a voice say, come up here. He got in the Spirit. Once the Spirit gets in us, we need to learn how to get into the Spirit. Because if you'll get into the Spirit, it'll take you through the storms. It'll take you through the temptations. The Bible said, if you walk or get into the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You have to learn how to, it's not enough to get the Spirit in you. You have to learn how to get into the Spirit. Sometimes we have tornadoes in Georgia. We've, we've lived through several of them. I've preached funerals of people in my church who were killed by tornadoes. We had one come through that almost destroyed the whole town. It was crazy. whole area of our city was wiped out. And back in our history, it goes back to, I think it was the 40s, there was one that came through our area and killed uh, 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 I think it was something like 60 people. It was crazy. One of the largest killings of tornadoes. So when we hear the tornado thing go off, we take it seriously. But I'll tell you what I don't do. I have a, a three-story house in Georgia, and, and we've got a big basement. And if I hear a tornado's coming, I don't Hey, everybody, just wait. The basement... We'll get it, we'll get up, we'll come to us. You understand what I'm saying? I don't wait on the basement to get into me. Some of you are, I, I only move when I feel the spirit moving in me. But, but, but sometimes when the storm's coming, if you don't feel the basement in you, you need to go get in the basement. And so I can either be depressed today or I can get into the spirit. And the way that I get into the spirit is to begin to worship God and say, I don't have everything perfect, but you're good. And he said, when he gets into the spirit, he sees four, four things surrounding the throne, four faces of worship. And he said, these four Faces, and I like the fact that he called them over and over and over living creatures. Living creatures. Living creatures. Everything living has to worship. If you're dead, you don't worship. So if you're alive in Christ, you cannot just sit there and watch people perform for you. Living creatures get in the presence of God and they start worshiping. They start casting their crowns of success and say to God be the glory for that and to God be the glory. And oh, he's blessed me with that. And you just begin to worship if you're a living creature. Now, if you're still dead in sin, then I get why you get more excited at a rock concert than you do in God's house. But if you're in God's house this morning and you are a living creature because he raised you from the dead spiritually, you need to become a creature of worship. Somebody give him a praise. I'm trying to move on, but let me finish. So watch this. He sees, he sees four living creatures. 
One had the face of a lion, one had the face of an ox, one had the face of a flying eagle, and one had the face of a man. These four faces of worship parallel the four seasons that we go through with God. The face of a lion. A lion is a powerful, powerful animal. Can run 35 miles an hour. Has canine teeth that can crush bones. Can leap 18 feet. It is, has the strength, the muscle mass of six strong, fit human men. Six in one lion. It is a powerful, powerful creature. But maybe the most impressive thing about a lion is his roar. Because when he roars, it can be heard for five miles. A roar means I'm just letting everybody know I'm in my neighborhood. It's it's a manipulation technique that says to the enemy, don't come in my neighborhood. I'm warning you before you ever try to come that if you do come, there's going to be an awful fight. And the roar that you're hearing is symbolic of the fact that I want everybody to know I'm here and this is my territory. And if you come here, there's going to be a fight. And there are times and seasons in life where we need to have The worship of the lion. One of the faces of worship is the face of the lion. And sometimes our praise needs to be strong. Needs to be brave. It needs to be victorious. Sometimes in some things we go through, you know, we we don't need to hold back. We need to let the devil know if there's a devil five miles in the radius of Free Chapel this morning, there ought to come a roar from some of you that says, if you come into my territory and try to take my business, my finances, my family, my children, I'm going to lift up my voice like the line of the tribe of Judah and I'm going to shoot a missile of attack from my worship. I'm not going to be quiet while you just punch me. And here's the thing. There are times when our problems are so severe, if you don't attack it in worship, it will attack you in worry. And so when you feel the enemy trying to get you to worry, instead of letting the worry attack you, you lift up your voice like a lion and you attack the worry with worship. If you don't attack the problem with worship, the problem will attack you with worry. And that's why some of you are worrying so much because you're not worshiping enough. Instead of worrying about everything, worrying about those children, throw your hands up and say, God, I know you're good. And and do it with some aggression. Do it with some attack. I'm going to attack this worry with worship. Let the line of the tribe of Judah roar one good time on a Sunday morning right here. It's not just noise. It's letting the enemy know we're not a fearful people. There's no such thing as a cowardly lion. You'll never see a poodle Chasing a lion down the street in the line with his tail in between his legs saying, ah. 
You never see that. The Bible said that the righteous are as bold as a lion. You got, had a x-ray and something's there and the doctor hadn't told you yet what it is and there's a little devil on the perimeter of your territory. You don't go into worry and fear and trepidation. You lift up your voice. And you begin to praise God. You begin to praise him like the, the Bible said. The Bible said that Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. You know, he came out of their 12 tribes and he came out of the tribe of Judah. Which Judah in Hebrew means praise. But then the Bible said in 1 Peter 4 or 1 Peter 5 that, that Satan is like a roaring lion. So you're either going to be intimidated by the one who's acting like he's a lion or you've got, you're going to release the one who's in you who is the lion of the tribe of Judah. So sometimes you worship like, I mean, you, you, you get victorious praise. You get brave praise. You get loud praise. Almost, it's, it's launching an attack against the enemy saying, don't you dare come back in here with that mess. Don't you dare try to bring that addiction back on me and my children. My alcoholism can't have, drug addiction can't have my children. And Don't you dare try to bring poverty back into this family. I'll praise God until the line of the tribe of Judah prevails. What's wrong with y'all? I'm preaching to y'all. Praise him over here. Y'all just looking like mannequins sitting over there. Just checking. So there are times when our worship is like a lion. It's praise on the offense. It's like what, what Jehoshaphat did when, when he was fighting an enemy. And the Bible said, he said, put the praise team on the front line. Put praise on the offense. We're not going to fight with swords and shields. We're going to get a praise song, get the tambourines going, crank the bass up, get the drums, turn the PA up, and let's go to battle with a song. Woo, somebody praise him. Instead of worrying, you need to start worshiping like the tribe of Judah, the lion. You feel chains break off. Sometimes you need to roar before you fight anything. If you sense a fight's coming, go on and roar. The devil might go find him some old dead dry Christian instead of you. But then there's a second face. Let me keep going. There's a second face. And it's the face of an ox. An ox is strong. An ox is steadfast. An ox is stubborn. An ox is a mother-in-law. No, an ox is strong and steadfast and stubborn. I didn't say that. You thought you heard. Job 39. Job 39 said, Will the wild ox consent to serve? A wild ox is just... He's stubborn. How many, of you, how many of you know someone who's stubborn? Let me see. Don't, don't point. Don't pat. Don't look at anybody. Look right up here. How many of you know somebody who's extremely stubborn? What is this talking about? There are times when the enemy comes 
And sometimes your praise is on the offense and it stops the battle and wins the battle. But there are other times when the enemy gets in and you have to put your head down and plow through stubbornly. You thought I wouldn't praise God and I'm going through what I'm going through. Had setbacks and resistance and all kinds of bad news and one thing after another. But I, I got the face of the ox for this particular season I'm going through. The Bible said Job had the spirit of the ox that attack after attack after attack. And when it was all said and done, he said, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Look at him like old stubborn ox. But blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm going to plow on through this mess. He's attacked everything I've got, but I'm still going to praise him because I've got the face of an ox. I'm stubborn about it. David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm going to walk through this like a stubborn ox. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to clap my hands. I don't care what I'm going through. I will not stop praising God. You got to get, sometimes it's wonderful to have the face of the lion and never have to go through it. But when you get in it and you're going through it, you need the face of the ox that says, I'll worship through it. A made up mind, a stubborn attitude. Blind Bartimaeus had ox worship because they said to him, be quiet. Don't trouble the master. Shh. And the Bible said he cried the louder like an ox. Jesus. He worshiped like an ox. Sometimes you just have to, when you're going through things, plow on through it. Just plow on through with praise. Just plow, you're in a valley, plow on through it. How do you do that? You just start praising God. And in the praise, you get the spirit of the ox. It says, I won't quit in this valley. I won't quit in this hard time. I don't have to have happy, sunshiny days to serve God. I'll serve Him when I'm going through the valley. And then, there are times when we have to have the face of the... And I like notice, very, not just eagle, flying eagle. Flying eagle. Not just an eagle, but worship like a lion. That's when praise is on the offense, stopping the enemy from ever getting in. But sometimes he does get in. He's allowed to get in. He's a lion on a lease. The devil ain't in charge of nothing in your life. God's got him on a lease. And when you get in those times when you're going through it, you get the spirit of the ox and you plow on through but then there's the flying eagle. The flying eagle. When the problem is so severe, you can't get through the situation. God says, I'll allow you to go up. I'll allow you, if you can't go... Have, have you ever been through something so severe that you look back and said, I don't know how I made it through? You didn't. You got over it. You take on the face of the flying eagle. <laughs> And you look back over the worst episode of your life and God didn't stop it from coming and God let you go through it. But, but, and it seemed like you could never get through it. It was so severe. There's no, you can't act like it didn't happen. It happened. It's happening. It's real. But God says there's a place in worship where you take on the face of the flying eagle. And if you can't get through it, you can get above it. This is the one that blessed me the most, and I'll close with it. 
He said there's the face of the lion, there's the face of the ox that just keeps plowing. There's the face of the flying eagle that says, hey, it's happened, I can't change what's happened, but I can get above it. And how do you do that? When you start worshiping, God will give you your wings. And you can get above it. But then he said, I saw in one of those four faces the face of a man. This is what blessed me. The face of a man. Worship like a human being. Sometimes we're in a season where we don't have the spirit of the lion and we don't have the spirit of the ox plowing through and we don't have the face of the flying eagle above it all. But I thank God that there was a human face in there. It says, I'm frail. I'm full of mistakes. I'm full of sin and failure. But I get to be in the presence of God too in my human state. The face of a man. I may not be a lion. I may not be an ox. And I may not be a flying eagle. But I can come as a weak man. Struggling with addiction, struggling with anger, struggling with offense, struggling with being broken and hurt, going through stuff. And I don't have to fake. There are times if I'll start and praise as a man with tremendous weaknesses and limitations and imperfections, but I can come and begin to worship and he'll transform it. You'll never worship like a lion if you don't learn to worship like a mere man, mere woman. I don't know what you did last week. I don't know what you did last night. And I'm not going to go on Facebook and try to find out. But God says to every person under the sound of my voice, if you're just a mere human being, full of imperfections, come on in here. Come on in here just like you are. And lift up your hands. Ask me to wash you and cleanse you. And I'll do it. And I'll give you the spirit of the lion and the ox and the flying eagle. But I'll always have a place around my throne for mere human beings. Who are weak and flawed and addicted and struggling. Worship. You'll never know how to worship as a lion until you learn to worship as just a human being. With all of our imperfections, He says, come on in. And if you're going through it, I'll give you the spirit of the ox. If it's trying to come, I'll give you the spirit of the lion. If you're going through it and you can't get out of it, I'll get you above it. You're going to get above it. And that only happens for people who get around the throne and begin to worship. Anybody feel like you just want to worship God this morning? I don't know what season you're in. I don't know if you're in a valley. I don't know if you're going through something and you need to get above it. I don't know if you sense there's a threat out there and it could happen and it might happen. And if you don't attack it with worship, it's going to attack you with worry. But today God's given you a message. 
key to it all is to launch an attack from your worship on the enemy and greater is he that is in us and the praise that comes out of us than he that is in the world stand to your feet thank you for listening to this week's podcast we hope you are blessed